episode 219, An Orthodontist Extravaganza. This is the Aircast for the week of May 19, 2013. From Aircast.com. Welcome to the Aircast. Well, thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Um, if you're new, it'll help to know, or if you've been around for a while, it might help to be reminded that the Aircast is what we're calling a personal podcast, and you're here either because you know me and want to know what's on my mind, or you're interested in a topic that I've talked about for some reason and you want to know a bit more about it or or me or some combination of the two, or three. I'm not sure if that's two things or three, really, but anyway... Uh, that's that's it. And I was listening this morning to um, a, podca- a podcast about Audacity, the recording software um, called the Audacity to Podcast, kind of a pun. Uh, and and he had a top five or six things, technical term, uh, about having a good podcast. I violate almost all of them. <laughs> so um, I've never done. I my interests are too eclectic to. Um, to narrow myself down to just one niche and say, it's the instructional design podcast. Like, you know, I, I could talk instructional design, but not, not week in and week out. I'm, I'm more going on than that. So, um, I've been meaning to get this out for, for days. I finally, uh, Ruth said, go, go downstairs, do a podcast. Um, from what I can tell, she then invited a herd of Buffalo or perhaps rhinos to rearrange the furniture in the dining room directly above Ericast Studio A. So apologies in advance if you hear any weird clumping or dragging sounds, but at least it's not a barking dog. Um, we're going to talk customer service this week. Next week, by the way, if you're kind of keeping up with the Aircast schedule, is Listener Feedback Week. So if you have any um, feeds to back, be sure that you call in uh, 206-339-3742, also spelling out 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C, um, ASAP, A-S-A-P, because those are going to be incorporated into next week's podcast. End of the month kind of thing. Uh, but we are going to talk about customer service. And it's sort of a moving target. This is actually, this is not being recorded on Sunday the 19th. It's being recorded on Wednesday the 22nd. And it's been an interesting stretch. Um, I even debated doing this at all because backing it up against last week's episode, it's, it's, it, if I'm not careful, it's going to kind of sound like a downer. I'm not, I'm, 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 not that melancholy a guy. I'm really not. And nor am I that bitter or angry or whatever. But um, but yeah, just a few things kind of kind of lining up. We'll try to balance the good with the bad. But yeah, lots of bad. Um, because I was thinking about this and kind of had had a direction to go, which is fine. And um, speaking of customer service, I've talked about customer service before in the context of the Red Cross and how they treat their donors. And given that the last blood donation I did was not through the Red Cross, but for the Memorial Blood Center thing, and I got an email from them saying, hey, it's time to give. And I thought, is it really? Having having done the double reds special ephresis thing, um, I looked, thanks to Foursquare, my little check-ins to find out when I did That's like, yeah, 112 days on the dot. Good for them. Using their, their email demographic data stuff. Well, then you start Googling 
blood donation timing things, and people were ranting about how evil the Red Cross is because they use telemarketers and they call and they pester and they call repeatedly. Then, walking from one meeting to the next, I happened to notice the TV monitor that more Oklahoma was sort of obliterated by a tornado. So then you get into the give money to the Red Cross to be able to go there. Um, not like give money to the Red Cross so you can go there, but give money that can then go to help the victims of that tornado. So that was kind of an interesting um, Red Cross synchronicity thing. Uh, then through some tweets or whatever I follow, I saw that Glenn Beck was doing that, which kind of makes sense because if memory serves, I think Glenn Beck moved to Texas. Then I saw the people talking about how terrible and evil Glenn Beck was. And regardless of what you think of Glenn Beck's politics, you know, I'm not sure I would fling a bunch of four-letter words at somebody who was gathering up food to go help people who have been, like, injured and driven homeless. And I mean, I think that's good. I think regardless of your politics, I think that's okay to, to do that kind of thing. But, uh, boy, there are some angry people on Twitter. And then I thought, hmm, I better not become one of those angry people on Twitter. Which is why I can have a podcast and said, no, no, no. Um, it's, it's the anger thing in general that's bad. So, all of this in the context of last Friday, when somewhere between the cash register and the minivan, when I was struggling with a 16-foot-long aluminum gutter, which is not that heavy, but is very awkward with its sharp edges that could stab people, I managed to lose my Discover card. And I went back into Menards. I love Menards. Went back into Menards and said, hey, anyone turn a credit card? I was here, whatever. Um, and got the, the general reaction from the, the customer service folks there of, hmm that's about it. Okay, so I called Ruth. Because what you do is you call the credit card company and say, hey, I've lost my card. The problem is, is that information, which I know I should have elsewhere, but that's why I have Ruth too, right? And so it is elsewhere. It's with Ruth. Because, of course, once I lose the card, I don't have the number on the back of the card to call and say, I've lost this card. So I told her, ah, I lost the card. Can you call and get that canceled? So I get home and she says, well, I'm glad that you called and got that canceled. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she said, well, I called them and they said, no, that card's already been canceled. Odd. So while she called Discover back to figure that out, because it's like, well, this is all fine, but this is strange. And even when things are good, when very strange things happen, it's good to follow up on. Uh, I called Menards and said, uh, did you find it? Did you guys call or cancel? And they said, uh, no. Okay. Ruth got a much better answer from Discover, which said a third party named Steve called and reported the card as lost slash stolen. It's the category that's in there. So I'm like, great. So whoever Steve was, thank you for picking up my card and saying, oh, that's not good. I better call. And Discover probably has a pretty simple process for handling that. And Ruth said they were super... Super kind, very reassuring. They said, don't worry, you've got fraud protection, you won't face any charges. If, if you're in a bind, we can, we can express new cards to you. Um, same account and everything, just with new numbers. Um, just really great. So whatever script they have for, um, you know, client is probably upset at loss of card, calm client down. It, it was good. So that worked. So that's really nice. Um, yeah, so I, it's just a variety of um, just good customer service experiences. 
So all that's in the context of what I intended to talk about, the orthodontist extravaganza. Because on Sunday, we had an adventure, and we went to the Water Park of America. Now, I'm not sure if I talked about our trip a year ago to the Water Park of America. I probably did on the podcast. The Water Park of America is across the highway from the Mall of America. And it's a very, very big water park. I honestly don't know if it's like the biggest in whatever. I, I could look up the stats. I don't really care. Um, it's interesting. It's got slides that, um, you know, that go outside the building and swoop around and are several stories tall. Um, so, um, now I'm trying to think. That was on Sunday. And the more Oklahoma tornado was on Monday? Because it closed all the tall slides for this event um, due to the threat of lightning. And, um, which, I don't know, was probably overly conservative, but, uh, on the other hand, it's bad to have your patrons struck by lightning. So we couldn't go on any of the slides, which was kind of, kind of sad. But we hadn't paid for this adventure because this adventure was sponsored by Candela's Orthodontist. Yeah. So Candela's Orthodontist is known as Dr. Jennifer. Dr. Jennifer owns drjennifer.com. So this tells you right out of the gate that Dr. Jennifer kind of understands marketing. Um, Dr. Jennifer gives her patients t-shirts, both Kendall and Chloe, actually, even though you know Chloe isn't really an official patient yet. They have little earn your tokens if you've brushed your teeth well or you haven't broken any bands or brackets or whatever. Um, I suspect all orthodontists offer the, the fancy colored um, bands for your braces. They um, they let you choose the color for your retainer. Okay, I had a retainer. She got two colors, like purple and and hot pink swirled together or something. Um, yeah. In my day, retainers were denture pink and, you know, the... The little band things on the braces were, were industrial gray, and, and that's it. But not anymore. Um, Dr. Jennifer is heavily involved in the local schools where she'll provide water bottles and sponsored dentist day or whatever. Um, when you have your braces adjusted, they offer um, smoothies in the lobby to to soothe the teeth and help the wire, the heat activated wires contract or whatever, or the cold activated wires to expand. I have no idea. I, I, it's smoothies to keep the kids happy. Okay. So here's the thing. Oh, so what she did, um, is this is apparently an annual thing or something or whatever is as a patient appreciation event. She bought out the water park of America for Sunday. And her patients and, and their parents could go free. And you could invite some fairly large quantity of friends, like two friends and their families or something. They could come free. And all they had to do was show up at her office to pick up their wristband. Haha. So then you get them in the door. And once you get them in the door and they see, wow, there are you know, video games and smoothies and clowns and free puppies. I have no idea, but all this stuff. Um, I've actually never set foot in there. I almost did once, and we'll get to that. I almost did. Um, so yeah, she knows your market, 
and and I I admire that. That's that's good. Um, and so you think about you know advertising budgets and stuff. I don't know what it costs to rent out the the water park of America. Um, it's an indoor water park. It's probably fairly expensive, but so are a lot of budgeting type things. And I think you get a whole lot of good free PR for doing this, um, and not just random. Hey, we're going to throw ads in the shopper, put them on TV, but actually people who know people and people who have you know connections related to orthodontic needs. There you go. And we have connections to orthodontic needs because Chloe is going to need some interesting orthodontia to get her 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 not quite right teeth fitting in her not quite right mouth. Um, we have it up ahead. Okay. So I have issues. The Eric asked is all about. Um, and one of my issues, it's kind of a basic integrity thing, is if you're going to charge me some money for something and you say it's going to cost a certain amount of money, it really kind of needs to cost that amount of money. Most things in life actually work that way. And even the things that don't work that way there's at least some sort of additional layer of excuse as to why it didn't work that way. You know, you go in to get the estimate on the brakes for your car, and you come back and they say, Hey, buddy, need to top off your blinker fluid, so it's an extra $80. I'm like, okay, you're defrauding me out of $80, but at least you're telling me that you did something extra that you're charging me for, Okay. But in the entirety of the medical world, and dentistry counts as this, it is the only thing that I can think of where you go in and no matter how diligent you are in asking for a price for something, like what will this cost, there is a very good chance that when it comes time to pay the bill, they will say with a completely straight face, oh yeah, it actually didn't cost that. Turns out that it costs much more than that. Huh, who knew? That's really strange. You know, like if you go into McDonald's and you look at the little signboard and it says the Big Mac is two ninety nine, and so you say I'll have a Big Mac, and they say okay, that will be four seventy five. Oh yeah, because that's that's just that's what it costs this time. That doesn't actually happen, and I know that insurance messes some stuff up. I I understand that. But, um, yeah, so our initial Dr. Jennifer experience, my wife, knowing that I have issues with this, was really good about nailing all of this down, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and here's the total cost, and the insurance covers this 50%, and it's this and that or whatever, and we do this, and then we have this discount if you pay in advance, which, I don't know, once you pay in advance, it kind of got you over barrel, but okay, whatever, we give you this discount here, whatever, here you go. And that's great. We have all in writing, is this it? Yes, this is it. So there aren't any other charges? Nope. I mean, if, like, Candela breaks something, breaks a retainer, that would cost money to replace. No, but, like, if everything goes as planned, this is, yep, that's what it costs. And then two, three weeks later, we get this extra bill for like 30-some dollars, which is only 30-some dollars, right? But maybe that's how they pay for the smoothies <laughs> because, of course, Ruth, Ruth calls and gets a different rep. So you see, it's kind of the good cop, bad cop thing. You get the good cop when you're signing on the dotted line and, and saying, yes, I'm committed to you. And then when you call and say there's a billing problem, you get the bad cop who says, well, you did agree to pay for any charges that weren't covered by insurance. Now, here's a story that I honestly don't remember if it ever made it into previous Ericasts or not. 
I had this exact situation with my former dentist, who I really liked and did lots of great things. He gave me some crowns that in hindsight probably weren't necessary, but my teeth felt great. Um, uh, he was he was aggressive in his dental care, possibly to feather his own financial nest, possibly because he thought that was best. But then, oh, that rhymes, nest best. Um, but I was I was totally fine with that. I, however, after doing all the same due diligence and stuff, was was really displeased to find an extra like three hundred and seventy dollars for a crown that I got. After the whole, you know, like, this is what's this, and this is cover here, and this is whatever. And again, it's the insurance stuff that throws a wrench into it. Now, they have all my insurance information. And so they, they know, and they say, yep, and we have your coverage, and this is this, and, you know, there you go. Uh, and it turns out they were wrong. They miscalculated something or ran something through incorrectly or whatever, and they were off by $370 after I had in writing, okay, this is this is what this is all going to cost. And of course, there is no transparency in billing, so it's not like you can take your own, you know, estimate of a procedure and um, and go to the insurance company because it all depends on how they code it. And we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they they wouldn't budge. It's like, okay, well, we'll send it to collections. So I did something kind of unusual um, on the advice of a, a, a legally trained non-lawyer. Um, that way we didn't have to worry about anything. It's all under the table in terms of the advice, but it was, it was, it was, um, it was sound advice. I paid it. And then I sued him in small claims court to get back, which confused the judge a lot <laughs> because, um, you know, that's usually not how it works. It's usually the business suing somebody who didn't pay. Um, but it was, it was paid and, and complete. So, and, and I, I went to him and said, Hey, you know, whatever. And, you know, get as much as I could in writing. Um, random aside for a different episode sometime in the future. Um, do not assume that people will be honest under oath. That was, that was the, the what I learned from, from my court experience was, um, you don't want to be in court if you can avoid it because it's just random. You might as well just throw a dart or something. I, you don't, you don't, it was a great experience. Just, it was worth learning that. I do not want to put my fate in the hands of, of a judge, let alone a jury. Um, and you kind of assume that, that, that your you know, opposing party is going to be honest under oath. And that, uh, that's also the, the assumption that's not necessarily true. Um, this is all based on what was originally given as a as an estimate, and the estimate was part of a treatment plan. And the judge asked me, "Okay, well, Mr. Larson, what's your definition of an estimate?" Because that was this whole point. Well, it was just an estimate, and I said, "Well, Your Honor, an estimate is sort of an official formalized guess of the services that you need. It's not." a guess at what someone's own prices are. So in the case of, you know, my auto example earlier, you know, if someone says, I think you need a new transmission and that will cost you $1,500. And then you look and it's like, oh, well, actually you needed a new transmission and engine and that's going to be $2,500. Okay, well, that's one thing. I didn't say all this to the judge because 
the initial part was sufficient. He nodded and said, okay, I see where you're coming from. Um, but if they say, yeah, we think you need a new transmission and that'd be $1,500. And then you say, okay, fine. And they say, yep, we gave you a new transmission. But yeah, it turns out we just weren't paying that much attention to what transmissions actually cost. And, and so even though we told you it was $1,500 and gave you all that in writing, it's actually 2500 well, wait a minute. <laughs> you estimated the service that I needed. It turns out that's exactly the service that I needed. Shouldn't I have paid the, like, did it take you like really extra long? Nope. It was exactly what we told you we were going to do. <laughs> we just were wrong about how much we charge. Great. That, yeah, not cool. Um, so I won, which was really, um, not surprising, but I think surprised the dentist a lot. Um, or his business manager. He never, he never showed up. Um, and then he had to pay court costs and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, these kinds of things bother me. Now I'm not going to sue somebody over 30 bucks as like an overcharge, but if I dot all my I's and cross all my T's and you tell me, yeah, you're all good. You're paying thousands of dollars and that's, that's fine. Don't then bill me an extra 30 some dollars. And when I say, um, really, that just doesn't, I thought we had this all worked out. Don't just tell me, well, you agreed to pay anything that wasn't covered. Because that's really going to antagonize me. Now, depending on the tactic you choose to pursue, um, Dr. Jennifer's office, much more quickly, without involving the court system at all, agreed to waive the 30-some dollars. So that's fine. But here's my customer service issue. No amount of water park extravaganza is going to make me have confidence in their fees, their billing, it's an integrity thing. When we bring Chloe in and she says, I think that Miss Chloe should have X, Y, and Z, and here's what it's going to cost you. That tells me, well, it's going to cost somewhere around that. I mean, plus or minus 5%, but it won't be minus. So plus 5%, that's probably pretty close because it's never minus. It's always plus. It's never minus. Huh. Um, and I'll just, buy-in for the kids and the orthodontic experience is crucial. I think that is the, the number one variable of success right there. Um, if the kids are happy and they're going to do their stuff and they enjoy the experience and they don't wince and fret at the thought of going to the orthodontist, then I think you're good. That then, okay, I'll, I'll pay within reason. I'll pay what it takes to get there. But as the person writing the check, buy-in is also pretty crucial for me. And if I have, if anybody asks me about Dr. Jennifer, I will say the girl's a lover. She makes orthodontia fun. Who could possibly do that? Um, her rates are, you know, a little higher than um, than the comparable ones, but, you know, you see paying upcharge for the experience, uh, but I think it's worth it. But, yeah, you know, you got to really pay close attention to what the actual rates are, and even then, what they tell you in writing may or may not be accurate. So they won't, like, totally hose you, but um, but plan on being hit up for some extra money. And you say, Eric, really? Over 30-some bucks? And I say, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, um, I don't know. 
I don't know how they can ever fix that. And that was all over 30 some bucks and a really poor attitude of one of their um, business office reps who maybe was just having a bad day. I don't know. Wow. So she can spend tens of thousands of dollars on marketing and water parks and things. And I'm still like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. And what's, what's interesting is that happens all over. The Red Cross hits someone up for telemarketing. Um, the, gosh, I don't know, even know what else to pick on. Um, or conversely, Discover is really good about, thanks to some random guy named Steve. It's not even really credit to Discover, but good for them. They didn't screw it up. Um, I think Discover is great. Tiny little things. And as somebody who who's kind of in the customer service business, to be honest, that's sort of scary because <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time and I'm sure I've done a lot of really dumb stuff. And if people are holding those things against me, I'm in trouble. So um, share your customer service perspectives. If you think that I'm just off the deep end on this, um, I, go ahead and call. I can take it, 206-339-3742. Um, conversely, if you have your own similar customer service you know, quirky experiences, um, I would also love to hear of them. Um, you can reassure me that I'm not alone in making value judgments based on seemingly insignificant things. I think that's probably a sign of humanity right there. Let me know what you think. 206-339-3742 or 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. Same number, just different ways to get there. Listener feedback week next week. So uh, get your feedback in. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.